everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got the usual posse with me. I got Kyle and Brett here. And we are wrapping up our series on facing our giants. And we had an awesome message with by Pastor Barry this past Sunday where he focused specifically on a, spe- a concrete family of giants that are related to laziness, complacency, and, and the like. And so I wanted to get things started off by saying, asking you guys, throwing it out to you, how, how do you feel like you guys deal with some of those giants? I think it depends on which time of my life, <laughs> which almost which day, which part of the day. I, yeah, it's like laziness, apathy, um, all those kind of things. It's, uh, I, th- I think it's hard. I think some of it ties in with my emotions. If I, if mm. my emotions are kind of out of whack, which I'm not a super emotional person, but I know when my emotions are getting played with, then those kind of things actually can be a lot harder for me to deal with. Um, so yeah, it, but it's like he, in his message, he talked, it's really a thing about our will. And that's where our will needs to get stronger and we need to develop that. And, you know, he talked about doing it through tiny habits or micro habits or tiny. Or mini, he, he's, mini, he, mini, he's used mini all habits. of those. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, yeah, he's trying to mix up his vocabulary. So he's not like me saying the same word over <laughs> and over again. It's just getting little things that you can do and get victory and build momentum. And I think that's in our spiritual lives. We need a lot of that. We try to take on big things and make big leaps and then it's hard to maintain or it's actually not even really healthy. So his message kind of could have almost sounded like it didn't have a spiritual aspect to it because it can be like, oh, that's just my life management. But really we want it to be where it's about applying that in our spiritual walk as well. For me, I... um I think the, the the way that I I've learned to combat it the most is actually through failure or like a result of my laziness, complacency, um, whatever that might be. Um, the situation turning out to have a negative effect for me, mm. whether I was too lazy. So I didn't go pick up my medication prescription when I was supposed to, to missing doctor's appointments, to, Whatever it might be, there was periods of my time where uh, the way that I valued things, it determined, I, I think kind of like how with my feelings, how I felt about it, whether it was worth it, whether I was mm-hmm. going to be lazy, get off my butt, whether I had the will to do it. And I think through some of those harder lessons that I had to learn, um, you know, I, I really had to change my mindset towards like, there's a lot of things in life that you don't feel like doing, but like to a certain degree that doesn't matter. And what are the things that you need to get done? Like you got to do what you got to do. Right. And I, so I think that mentality ever since then, it's like, okay, there are some things that, you know, life would be awesome if we could just only do the things we only wanted to do. But as you get older and you have more responsibility and have to deal with more things in life, it's just like, there's certain things you just got to do what you got to do to, to get it done. And, and be able to, to live and, um, survive um, life because the world, I, I like to think about it like the world is going to keep spinning regardless of you want it to stop or not. Right. And so you can either get up and do something or it's going to kind of pass you by in that sense. And I, th- I think it's a, it's a tough giant for us to face too, because I think it changes and it comes at us in a lot of different ways. Like we might be able to tackle it 
in one way and then feel like we got a, a, a handle on it, but then it'll come at us in a different way that, you know, all those different names that it, laziness, apathy, it, it, they all have little different twists to them. And so then it's kind of the same effect, but it comes at us from a different place. So we have to kind of have different tools to be able to take it down. Yeah. And I think one of the things that really resonated with me that Pastor Barry was talking about is a lot of times the first step is really the hardest, mm-hmm. right? And so for us, a lot of times it's, we have to make that ch- choice with our will just to take that first step and then subsequent steps get easier. But really it's that making that decision to say, I'm going to tackle this or I'm going to do this. That's, that's a lot of times the hardest. Mm, I agree. So as we are wrapping up our, uh, our series, I think it's been really cool because uh, if you haven't been to men's Bible study, uh, we had a great study this year. We just wrapped up. Uh, today is Wednesday that we're recording, and last night was our last men's Bible study. So I just wanted to give a shout-out to Robert Harris for yeah, Robert. another great study. on. Uh, this one was on Peter and his life and his letters. And if you weren't able to check it out, it's on YouTube. And this one was my favorite study that he's done so far. So uh, great job, Robert. But it's been it was cool because last night at, uh, in... Our Bible study, one of the things that he was talking about was Peter and God's kingdom and how sometimes we have a wrong picture of what God's kingdom is like. And so when we have a wrong picture of what God's kingdom is like, then we fight the wrong battles, Mm. right? And so as we're talking about facing our giants, I think sometimes we face or we're trying to fight the wrong battles Mm. because we have a distorted picture of what God's kingdom is like. And it was cool because Robert kind of really highlighted that in his message yesterday. And he kind of showed Peter kind of before the resurrection and after, like he, he fought the wrong battles before because he was trying to do it from what he viewed as Jesus kingdom. Yeah. An earthly kingdom. Yeah, an that, earthly kingdom. That they were expecting Jesus to come as like an earthly king, but right. he's and coming Pe- from a different And kingdom. Peter wasn't the only one that did that, but yeah, he, he, had those uh, moments, but then after the resurrection, how that shifted and he understood more of what the kingdom was mm. like and how to operate in it. And then he was able to fight the, the right battles in the right way. I think I first have to apologize to Robert because um, <laughs> I was at Bible study last week and I really enjoyed it. And I told him I was going to come this week, but for some reason I mixed up which nights it was on. <laughs> and so I thought it was tonight. I, I cleared it for tonight and it was last <laughs> night. And so I missed it. So I have to go back on YouTube but um, I, I, I think the, the point that when you were sharing that stands out to me is like about f- fighting the right battle and, and having the right mindset of like God's kingdom is like, it's so easy for us to like our perspectives to dictate the things that we are like going after or afraid of, or um, even in some ways, right? Like, how we see God. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when we think of like, oh, you have the wrong perspective. It's like when you're looking at something in a negative view, but you could also look at something like that's supposed to be positive in a skewed view that then changes it and leads you off course. And so, um, yeah, I'm really intrigued to to hear that. I'll have to shout out Robert. I'll have to go back on YouTube and, and hear more about um, Peter and, and the kingdom. But um, that that perspective, I think, is a huge thing. And when we're, we're unable to shift it or recognize that maybe our perspective is wrong or we're not looking through the right lens, um, it could change change the whole battle. It could change the whole game. It could change the giant. It could change everything. 
Yeah, so one of the verses that he um, highlighted and that we wanted to talk about on this episode is from Ephesians chapter 6. And so a lot of times when we think of Ephesians chapter 6, you know, the, the picture of the armor of God comes out, right? And that's where, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about the armor of God later in this episode, but prior to um, Paul talking about the armor of God, he talks about this battle that we're in. So uh, if we start in verse 10, it's Paul say, says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And then he gets into the armor of God. You know, he mentions the strategies of the devil or the schemes of the devil. That sounds like a behind enemy lines type of topic. Sounds like this. Ooh, the mood just changed in here. So also wanted to give a shout out to Olivia Wogan uh, <laughs> because uh, this earlier this week, she had texted me saying that she uh, was listening. She was trying to get caught up on some of our uh, past episodes and she really appreciated Behind Enemy Lines. So I was like, oh, we haven't done that in a while. So we, we should try to do that soon. So shout out to Liv. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and uh, this Behind Enemy Lines segment is for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so one of the things that I think we want to be able to do um, is recognize just some of the things that the enemy is doing and some of the battles that he's trying to get us to fight that are kind of inconsequential because he's kind of floating in the background, right? And so one of the things that this passage talks about is our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places, right? And so a lot of times the enemy will try to get us to fight with each or against each other, try to get people to uh, disagree on different things and try to get us fighting against each other instead of fighting against the real enemy, which is him and the things that he's trying to do. Yeah, I mean, if if you don't have this kind of perspective, you might think, oh, it's my coworkers causing all these problems or my child or it's my job or this or that. But that's something that's maybe being used to get to something inside you and in, mm. in your spirit and your soul that's really wreaking havoc. But it's not so much that thing that you see in the physical realm. It's That's just the thing where it's coming at you. But it's really kind of the puppet master is kind of behind the scenes too, kind of trying to get to you. But I think if we if we only see it see it from that lens where it's oh it's the, this person it's that it's this and we don't really give um, I don't know if I want to say credence but it's acknowledgement acknowledgement there you go thanks Brett um, if we don't acknowledge that the devil is there and his his demons are actually trying to like mess with us then we're going to actually be fighting the wrong battles in the wrong way because we're going to try and do it through, oh, if I just if I just fix my behavior, my thought, my this, my that. Or if I win this argument. Yeah, or that. Yeah, it, it's, gonna, it's going to maybe have a, a, a momentary victory and it might feel like it goes away or it gets better, but actually it's just somewhere deeper. I, I think this um, behind enemy lines is an area that I... Um, kind of was not unaware, but I didn't acknowledge often. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 
I think the enemy used my thoughts or just things around me to not pinpoint that like he was at work mm. or he was maybe trying to prevent me from doing something or um yeah i would you know place blame or shift focus on things that would ultimately distract me from maybe what god was calling me to do or the things that god wanted me to step into and so even as of recent i've had to you know recognize because in the past i would easily point to like why me or why is this happening and it's like whether that's the enemy using certain circumstances or situations or emotions it 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 makes you kind of spiral into you know now you have negative thoughts and now you have worries and now you have doubt and while those things weren't maybe initially placed in you by the enemy Mm. right that perspective of him using a conversation or him creeping into a situation where maybe things don't go the way you thought now he's utilizing it to get under your skin get into your head get into your heart so that now you're not focused on the things that god wants you to now you're not able to respond to somebody how you should right and so um it's really crafty Mm -hmm. it's really crafty and i do think we need to acknowledge it and you know, the same way that we say, like, you know, we want to be a vessel for God and the, th- the words that we say, the actions that we have, like God use, you know, those things as an instrument to glorify you. Well, in the same way, the enemy is going to want to use certain things as an instrument against us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so can we have that discernment? And um, like you said, that perspective to to acknowledge that, OK, maybe some of these things that are going on, like I do need to acknowledge that the enemy's at work. And then it may give you a better um, chance to address certain things and cut off that control or whatever the enemy is trying to do instead of kind of just self-willing trying to go through there or avoid it. or And and then pretty soon you know that he, he has you in a worse place than you might originally have been. Yeah, so I kind of have a perspective changed this this past week in something that um i felt like the lord was leading me in so let me give some backstory a little bit uh, a few months ago so next week my son is starting junior high for the first time right so new school new everything moving up up to getting scary middle moving school up, moving on up shout out to damon's son <laughs> <laughs> um so <laughs> well anyway so he, uh, we uh, a few months ago we had a parent tour of the the campus and everything. So we're we're walking around, and you know, as I'm walking around the school, it just seems like almost every classroom has on the door or on the window some type of you know LGBT flag or mm. some something where it doesn't it didn't feel like it was just like kind of acceptance, but it felt like more like pushing, right? Mm. Like we're pushing these ideas and these things, right? And so. You know, that goes against my faith. And so it was like, what do I, how do I respond to this? So part of me was like, okay, well, one, I need to discuss it with my son, Mm -hmm. talk to him about it. But then it's like, okay, well, what else can I do? Because I do feel like it's kind of over the top Mm -hmm. now. It's it's not just, you know, something in the corner that's kind of just there, but it's kind of more in your face. So it's, it's like, as a parent, what do I do? in this situation because this is not something that aligns with my values and what I believe. And so um, 
I was running this weekend and, you know, I've been running kind of farther distances recently. And so I was running and, um, one, one day I was running and I, and I felt like I just wanted to go a certain distance and I was just going to go where the green lights took me. So I just, I said, okay, I'll just go where the green lights go. So I'm on the street, I'm running. And then all of a sudden I end up in front of the school and I was like, oh, um, what, what's going on? And so as I was running, I felt like the Lord said, like, I want you to pray for the, for the school. Mm -hmm. And I want you to see the stronghold and the powers and the principalities that have control over the school Mm -hmm. in the spiritual realm that have allowed it to be in this position where these things are getting promoted. Mm -hmm. You know, these things that are out of alignment with your values and what you believe. And a lot of it's because there's so much in the spiritual that's going on that there's become a stronghold in this place. So you, you, uh, you know, as a citizen of heaven can come in and pray and speak and break some of those stronghold. And, you know, and the kind of the picture that I felt like he gave me was, uh, you know, when the Israelites were marching around Jericho and then the walls were going to fall. Mm. So I felt like he said like, okay, so each time you go out this week, I want you to end up at the school to pray for the school. So normally I don't like to go in the same directions you know, each day I try to mix up my runs, but then I felt like Lord said, no, you have, you have to go to the school every day. So yeah, it's been interesting too, because as I go and as I'm praying, like I, I can physically feel like, like it's heavy, like a a weight or, Mm. or after I'm done, it's like, man, after I pass the school, it's like, man, I feel like I've just like, like fought a battle or something, you know, and it, it's just different than just like a straight run. You know, I run a lot, so I, I know how it just normal running feels, but yeah. then it's just like, so, so do I, I know exactly what you're saying, <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it, it, it feels different. Mm. Right. And so it's like, there is something going on in the spiritual. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's, it was a very different experience for me because I haven't had that perspective before. I think that's really good that you highlighted the difference between more like, uh, like a spiritual stronghold over an area to something that's even higher level. Cause we can have things attack us or come at us, you know, individually, like mm-hmm. attack our minds, our thoughts, our emotions and stuff. But then there's also like principalities, like higher level things over areas and regions. And that's kind of harder to understand because it, we don't necessarily feel it. We might feel it, but it's just, it, I don't know. I don't, sometimes we don't pay attention to that part. So I think it's good that you highlighted highlighted that yeah so it was, it was just a, a very unique experience but i think it, it's just in the season that i'm in in the season that we're in especially talking about facing giants and having a uh, correct perspective of the kingdom to help us to fight the right battles i i just feel like wow that it's interesting that it happened this week mm. yeah it's it is um yeah, it, it's a hard one to kind of digest because I think it has to be little by little. We have to experience and understand more of what the kingdom is and then experience it more. Mm. And once you do start experiencing like, oh, I don't think that was just coincidence. I think there is something like coming at me or there's something like uh, trying to affect me. Um, then I think it becomes a little easier to di- digest. Um, I, I do think for our listeners, it might be helpful to hear more examples. So maybe Brett, you can think of one while I'm sharing too. Um, I thought of one just a couple weeks ago, we're a couple days away from going on vacation and 
Mimo called me from work and she's like, oh, my car won't start. And she's like, it says something about brakes on the dash or this or that. And I'm like, oh, man, I know our, our particular model of car, there's like this brake issue that can happen. If it does, it's like five grand. Mm. And it's like, oh, man, is that finally our turn for that? Mm. So in my mind, I'm like kind of trying to already kind of diagnose like what's going on. What do I do? What are my options? Because I'm, I'm analytical anyway. So I'm going through all this stuff. But I've had it in the past where if I get in that, if I get in that mode, I can actually let fear in. I can let, um, you know, anxiety, doubt, all kinds of different things. And I can feel that stuff trying to come at me. So the, the issue, the situation that happened wasn't from the, from the demonic, right? It wasn't the devil that made my, my, my wife's car not start. But once that happened, I felt like, oh, there's a, oh, when the spirit of fear is going to come attack me, anxiety. All these things are trying to come at me, and I'm like, you know what? I, I can't do anything till the car gets here. So we, she's called AAA waiting for it to get towed to our house. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just look at it when it gets there, and that's all I can do. I can prep a little bit. I'll go, I'll go to the store and get a couple of diagnostic tools that I can do myself, and we'll just see what happens. So I, it was hard because I was like, oh, man, like, I don't know if that's not in our budget. This, uh, all these thoughts are racing through, but I had to I had the choice to be like, okay, do I entertain those? I mean, because they're legit thoughts, but do I take them and then just start panicking? Do I get stressed about it? Do I get grumpy? I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I can't deal with it right now. Mm. Uh, nothing I can do. So car got home. Long story short, ended up being just a dead battery. Nice. So it was like I could – but I could have spent that hour and like just totally like – got stressed out, got grumpy, got a, I could have yelled at my kids. I could have done all this stuff and really it, it wouldn't have mattered anyways. But the enemy was trying to get at me. He was, I could tell he was like, he was trying to say, oh, you should be thinking more about that. You should be worrying about that. And I had a choice and, you know, it can be, it can come from a simple, excuse me, a simple thing like that. But mm -hmm. if we don't recognize it and we just think, oh no, that's, that's being rational. That's being like, you know, I should be planning for that. And I, I need to look at all the situations and yes, to an extent, but when it takes you to fear, takes you to like the, like Pastor Sam used to say, the anti-fruit, mm -hmm. you know, then it's like, oh no, I let that actually take hold of me. So, no, that's really good. I, I mean, even in this past week and a half, I feel like I've been struggling more in the sense of how I feel and even just my body feeling off. And different things and and feeling like it's more than just like oh you have a cold or like i don't have any physical illness symptoms but i i just you know have negative thoughts that have been bothering me for a while and just dealing with certain things and i, I think one small thing for listeners and, and something i've i've um tried to do more consistently is like anything that doesn't align with the character of God. Mm. I've just been praying that God, because I believe he is more powerful and he has um, authority over everything that whatever is not aligned with him, like I just ask him to, to take it. Mm. And, you know, it's not about me getting anything or like, okay, that means I want to get patience. That means I want to get, but like, Sometimes I don't even know what it is, right? But I say, God, you know, this feeling of fear, this feeling of doubt, this feeling of uneasiness or like my concern for this or my obsession over this negative mm -hmm. thought. I know this is not mm -hmm. from you. This is not of you. And so like, can you please take it and instead like give, give me like 
the heart to, to, to feel what you want me to give me the eyes to see whatever it is. I don't even know what he, sometimes he might be giving me in return, but just to lay that down and acknowledge that, okay, there's something going mm-hmm. on, but God, I trust that you can intervene in it, that you can bring resolve to it, that you can meet me in that place. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't change automatically, but it, it does like you said, give me a piece where I don't spiral into the mm. extra right. anxiety or fear or what if, and because I can very, very easily do that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes I've even asked, like this past week, asked my wife, you know, before going to sleep, like, hey, can you just like pray over my head right now? Because for some reason, I can't shake these negative thoughts. And I'm trying to distract myself. I'm trying to do all these things. But like, can you just just pray over it? And, you know, in those moments, it, it's... I, I think I've I've been learning how like that's how we contend in the realm that's not just the physical. It's mm-hmm. like, no, God, I, I lay it down and ask that you you come and make yourself known to whatever is affecting me and um trying to keep my focus on that. And that's been helpful for me even just like you said, in small things, trivial things and things that maybe every day kind of bother us or poke at us and um I think it's somebody something that everybody can do. It's not like you have to go super hard in a in a PMT, but if you do need that, I think that's great too, but also on our own, like God knows what's going on. He knows your heart and he knows and so instead of you know trying to always diagnose it yourself like you're saying do what you can. Okay, I can pray about I'm feeling a little anxious or fearful. Okay, God, I know you want don't want me to feel this way. I ask that you take this from me and instead give me your peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, Yeah. right? And just go to him in that way. And for me, that's been super helpful and um, trying to be cognizant of that. Yeah, I have to do the same thing a lot. And actually, I found that doing it out loud is very powerful. Mm. And I can do it in my head, that it helps. But when I do it out loud, I'm actually declaring it. And it's like, I'm actually like, putting more faith in it because I'm speaking it out loud. Mm. Where in my head, I'm like, yeah, I, I know I, I should believe that, but I'm just going to pray it. But if once I shift to like, oh, I need to do this out loud, it, it has a different uh, authority to it. Excuse me. <laughs> You're the one that always tells people stop moving away. From <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> like fidgety in my chair. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I really like how you guys posed it with the kind of the laying down those things because uh, – one of the pictures that comes to mind is, you know, if if we look at where we are and we look at where God is, right, a lot of times we look up. And so what the enemy will try to do is put, when we go into those positions where we have and entertain some of those thoughts and then we let the fear grow or we let the anxiety grow or those, and those get in between us and God and then it's harder to see him, mm. right? And so when we lay those things down, then we're still able to keep our eyes on the Lord and, and then see th- those things in the proper perspective, which is below us, right? Mm. And keep those things at our feet. Mm. I, li- I like what you did with your run, though, because when, when you got that sense of, like, why am I here? What am I supposed to do? Like, you could have brushed off, like, God's nudge nudging to you because you, you said, like, I don't like running the same spot. I, and you even told me, like, on those days it's supposed to be a shorter day, or on some days it's supposed to be a shorter day. That's a little bit longer than you're supposed to go. And so it's logically you could find ways to not do it you know and find or not excuses even but just like there's good logic to say no this isn't i shouldn't do this but when you hear the lord you're like oh no there's something else to it and then when you stepped into it you actually saw like oh now i see why he was nudging me to do this 
Yeah, and there's some parts that are kind of silly too, like running <laughs> running by like with my sort of the spirit kind of shaking it at the, <laughs> at the school and stuff. It's like, well, oh man, I look like an idiot right well, now. Well, to speak to that, even sometimes like when I think about, I mean, Kyle, you mentioned praying out loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the beginning, sometimes stuff I'm praying for, I was like, I feel, I feel stupid doing this. <laughs> yeah. Like God, I don't know why I'm scared, but take away this fear. It feels weird to say that to yourself out loud, but like you said, there is that act of faith, and I mean, that I think that's where too, even in something good like that, the enemy tries to deceive us and like you look stupid, you mm-hmm. sound dumb, sure. right? Because he doesn't want you to contend in that way. He doesn't want you to keep your eyes on the Lord. He wants you to shy away, back away, and not enter into that space, and so. Sometimes it is the silly things or the things that you think look dumb or sound dumb, but, um, you know, God, God doesn't see it that way. And so got to be willing to step into some of the discomfort. Yeah. I mean, as we're looking behind enemy lines, I mean, the enemy is crafty. Like he's going to play with us and say, oh, you look stupid. You shouldn't do that. I'm, I'm reading a book on uh, power and authority. Mm. And it's in different aspects. Some of it's healing, some of it's different things, but that that's one of the things like we have power and authority and we have we have more than the enemy does. Mm. But when we don't realize it or we don't act in faith through that power and authority, then we're actually not using the armor that mm. we have. Mm. And so when you can get us to say like, oh, no, don't say that out loud. You'll look stupid. Don't mm. wave your arms around while you're running because you look stupid. <laughs> but you're but you're, you're actually declaring something with your body because it's coming from like inside your spirit that you're actually doing something. And he's trying to get you to be like, no, because that actually puts more faith and more you're releasing more of your power and authority over that situation. But no, I mean, I, I've battled with those same things. Yeah. So Damon, next time you're running, when you're waving your arm, just imagine God saying, Damon, you do look stupid, (laughs) but you know what? I still got your back. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, uh, when, when that happened, uh, um, the, the first thing that came to mind was our, our last episode when we were talking with William and he was talking about, you know, obedience Mm. right and and like their whole trip was just about obedience Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. god values obedience over sacrifice right Mm -hmm. and it was like oh i just want to be obedient in what god is calling me to do so if if i look stupid right now then i look stupid right now but it's (laughs) four four forty five in the morning so there's not that many people out (laughs) you just gotta film you and and do that whole disney thing you with the wand making the mickey mouse (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, maybe so maybe then we could shift because, like you, like you said, that shift to look at obedience, we could shift to it's still a kind of the behind enemy lines thing, but we could shift to like what what do we have available to us and mm. in the armor? Yeah, so if we keep going, uh, this is starting in verse thirteen uh, of Ephesians six. It says, "Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm." Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you have, will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. And pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, 
for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. I think it's interesting. I, right at the beginning of that passage, like the to me the the tone or the words he's using, it's not if you go into battle or you if you might encounter something. It's it's all like you're going to have battles. You're going to encounter the enemy. You're going to be confronted with evil. So be prepared because it's coming or, and you've probably already experienced it, but it's coming. So when you experience it, then you have this you know, weapon. It's not like, oh yeah, you might, but you might get lucky. You might not have any ex- exposure to it. It's like, no, this is coming and you, you need this stuff to be able to stand, stand up. I, I think the other cool thing too is like, I mean, b- before he talks about each piece of armor, well, and he repeats it again in verse 13, but like to put on the full armor of God, it's not just like, I feel like carrying my sword today, but everything else I don't need. Mm-hmm. Or like, ah, it's too much. Like I'll just put on the belt and I'm good. Like God wants, and and it's necessary for all of it for us, right? And so in, in each area that um, these these items represent or the power that it brings it's like we need all of it together we need to 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 have all of it and to put it on is is something that's active it's not like i mean because i I think it's really cool how it lined up the the forge out to the forge we um are going through the book of ephesians Mm. and we've talked about uh just the other chapters and, and kind of the themes and whatnot and and a lot of it is about like there's this, there's this level of like, I think earlier we talked about the will, right? So it's this active pursuit of God, this active um, decision-making to choose God, um, to see that, you know, he has chosen us. So what does that allow us to do? So that we, we know that we are loved. So what does that allow us to do? And it's, it's all these things where it's like, it's laid out for us. It's there. Kind of like, what are you going to do about it? Right, so you know you have this armor of God that's at your disposal. Are you gonna put it on, or are you gonna look at it and say, like, that looks cool, <laughs> right? But it's like, no, you could be the one wearing it. You could be the one putting it on and and ready to take on whatever is coming that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of to piggyback off of what you're talking about in terms of picking and choosing which pieces to put on, I think. Like we said, the enemy's crafty, so he'll know which, he can see which piece of armor you're not wearing, and Mm -hmm. that's where he's going to attack, right? And so if we're not wearing our full armor, then we're just leaving ourselves vulnerable in Mm. in some area for him to to go after us. Mm -hmm. And so for us, we want to be able to put on the full armor so that when those arrows come, we're able to resist, but then we're also able to fight back too. And I, I think one thing, uh, that Pastor Timothy Davis talked about in cleansing seminars. There, there's a couple ways that we can not get attacked with arrows, right, or not feel it, right. One is we wear our armor, and then we're able, we're fully protected. But another one is the enemy can take a break and mm-hmm. make it seem like he's not attacking us, so that we can get lazy and complacent, mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. off our armor, be like, oh, we're good now, we're good now, and then he just comes at us, and we're unprotected, mm-hmm. right, and so. For us, we need to be aware that that's one of the tactics that he uses so that just to maybe make us complacent or make us feel lazy or make us feel uh, comfortable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need that anymore. And then that's when we're not equipped to handle some of the things that he's going to throw at us. 
Yeah, I had, I had a thought while we were doing the behind enemy lines thing too. I think I, I want to bring up is there might be some people listening that say, oh, this spiritual warfare and, and I don't know how real it is or I don't know how prevalent. Because I think sometimes some people can go to the point of everything is spiritual warfare. Everything mm. is, oh, that's a, that's a spiritual attack. That, And I think that not everything is. I think there's just certain things that are kind of coincidence. Then there could be spiritual warfare that comes out of it. But I think it's, I wanted to bring it up that the enemy can be that crafty to just even get us to doubt like that there's spiritual warfare because somebody went too far with it and like, wow, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be fanatical like that and just think that it's all the time. So I'm just not even going to think about it. But if you even do that, then you're, he's actually winning the the battle Mm. because you've already kind of like set yourself up to not put your armor on or not to expect it or not be aware of it. So then you're fighting the wrong battles and, and all that kind of stuff. The mind games. Yeah, seriously. Or like we talked about before with the strongholds, right? The enemy has certain strongholds, mm-hmm. and maybe the Lord is calling us to tear down some of those. But if the enemy convinces us that they're not there or that it's not real, then he can just continue to have the power that he has because we're not aware of it. Mm. I think I'm supposed to share this. I just read this today or yesterday that... Um, Kind of an example of giving spirits, um, a th- kind of a th- uh, kind of authority, but just letting them persist is uh, Chris Valaton. I guess had this episode where like a demon was kind of tormenting him every night and just bothering him. He couldn't sleep well, so it just he was there all the time, and he kept asking God, like, like, can you make it go away? He was trying all these different things, and then he's like, God, what do I have to do? Like, what's why is this thing not going away? And God told him, just ignore it. And he was like, what? I've, I've never had any success doing that. So he tried. He just, that demon kind of came that night. to He just rolled over and went to sleep. And then after doing that for a few nights, then the demon left. Because that demon was empowered by him being distracted and him being, like, giving him attention. That mm-hmm. was actually giving him his power. And so then when he just ignored it, it was just like, oh, it's gone. But, I mean, there's I think that it just shows that we have to look, like, actually ask the Lord, like, what what do we have to do to confront uh, the enemy? Because it's not always the same. It's not, he's not always the same game plan. Like we have to be thinking like God, or not thinking. We have to ask God, like God, what's the way to um, deal with this one? Was that a demon or was that his little sister? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm telling my kids that all the time. Just ignore them. And they'll go away. They're trying to get your attention. I was wondering what you were saying. Cause like, he's like laughing the whole time. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm, I'm f- this is like an important thing people need to hear. And he's like laughing over here. Like good grief, Damon. I, I mean, I tell that to my kids all the time. It's like, yeah. it's like they're trying to make you upset. That That's their goal is to make you upset. If you ignore them, then they'll go away. <laughs> You're giving them what they want right now. So that's why they keep going. I got your connection now. Good. <laughs> that's good. All right. You guys have any closing thoughts before we wrap up? I just encourage everybody to suit up. <laughs> Get that armor on because, I mean, there, there's this saying that you uh, stay ready so that you never have to get ready. Mm. And I think if we can have more of that mindset when it comes to our relationship with God, now obviously to the extreme, I'm not saying that we're never going to have to prepare for anything, but we can be more alert and more focused and more in tune and aligned with God and I think more willing 
more willingly and I think with more success be able to overcome our giants. It's good. It's a good word. I think for me it's um, just speaking against uh, fear. Mm. I think sometimes when we're new into understanding the spiritual realm and acknowledging it and even trying to come against it, it can seem very scary and fear can come in and, and then it'll make us just like, I, I just don't even want to mm. talk about it. I'm just going to go put my head back in the sand because it was easier that way. Um, but we actually have the upper hand. We have the authority and the power, but it it's going to be a fight and just it's worth it when you uh, take those steps. So I just want to, for people that, you know, fear is trying to come in against you right now, just don't let it and um, take the, like we, like Pastor Barry's message, take those little steps and you'll start seeing victories and you'll get confidence and yeah. Yeah. As we wrap up, um, you know, that some of these topics might be a little can seem kind of scary or hard or difficult or, you know, things that might be things we don't want to want to hear, but you know, in the end, in the war, God wins, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to um, get upset by it because we know who the winner is. It's, it's God. Mm -hmm. And he's chosen us to help participate in some of these battles before the, before the final victory to help save people mm -hmm. and to help bring them out of the darkness and into the light. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's equipped us for so that we can be the God's rescue team mm -hmm. to be able to go out into the dark and bring people back into the light. So thanks, guys. It's been a great series. We're looking forward to what's coming next. Who knows? It might be something like an Ask the Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.